What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 14 of Track Talk Podcast, hosted by Emma and Hannah. We have a lot to say today, and not really a whole lot to say about the Spanish Grand Prix. Can I just say something real fast? You take the floor. No, no, no. This is not what you think oh, it's about. okay. It was either last episode or the bonus episode where you said hosted by Hannah and I Emma. know. No, the bonus episode. I was listening to it and I'm like, oh, I fucked it up. You said Hannah. I was so narcissistic. <laughs> I put myself first. I know and I'm sorry. And I uh, meant to mention that too. Why are you sorry? <laughs> it's just like my own. I just don't want to sound narcissistic and put my name first. The same reason why you. Yeah, this is why on their logo it says hosted by Hannah and Emma is because I designed it because I don't want to be narcissistic yeah. and put my name first. Yeah, we are both just really humble people. That's just, yeah, apparently. Anyway, but yeah, you said hosted by Hannah and Emma. And yeah, I was like, I know. Wow. And no one caught it. No. Like, you and I didn't in, in real time. No one said anything to I us. was like, because I edited it and I didn't even realize it until I was listening to it, like, right before I published it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was funny. But today we're back to normal. Yeah, we are back to normal. Um, hosted um, by Hosted me. by Emma and, you. and Hannah. Yeah, it's the same host, just different order. Yeah. Okay. Emma is going to start off with a really important PSA that we would like to share with all of our lovely guests and our haters, if necessary. We are Ferrari fans. Most, like, more specifically, Charles fans. And we love Charles. Sometimes in our podcast, we will say, I don't like blank driver. Usually, I don't like Max. I'll say it. Hannah likes Max. She's a fan of Max. I just need to make it very clear that when I say I don't like Max, I am literally only talking about him in the car, him as a driver. I don't want him to win. I'm not rooting for him. I don't have an opinion of who he is outside of that Red Bull because I don't know him. him. We don't know him. So when I say I don't like Max, you'll see it in our videos and like in our podcast, we'll say it, I'll say it. Or other drivers like I don't like Oscar Piastri. We say that. It literally only has to do with them in the car and it has nothing to do with who they are as people. Let's just not, let's just not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that, so what I was referring to is um, something we said on the podcast last week that then she clipped and put on TikTok. And she basically says, I don't like Max, but man, is he a good driver. Yeah. And I think people just heard, I don't like Max and totally tuned out the rest of that sentence. And I think that also people were thinking like, a lot of her comments were, why do you have to say you don't like him and then praise him? But yes, yeah, so you want to explain? There were some good points that says you don't need to praise him or you don't need a disclaimer before you praise him. Right. Totally fair. But I wasn't saying I don't like Max as a person. Mm-hmm. I was saying I'm not rooting for Max, but I can admit he's a good driver. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to win, but man, does he know what he's doing? Essentially, is what I was getting at. Uh, that being said, you're allowed to dislike drivers. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to not be rooting for all of them. You're allowed to have some that you want to win and some that you don't want to win. That is typical fan behavior. You're going to see it in every single sport, literally everything. No, hang on. I'm going to be so upset for one second. There was one comment that said, this doesn't make any sense. What if I like your friend, but I don't like you? Yeah. What if I told you that? And I was like, that that means you're judging us based off our personality. That, yeah. I was like, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're judging Max based off his driving skill. Great driver. I don't want to see him win. Yeah. That's it. And it was just every time you say something about Max, you don't have to then be like, I don't I don't like Max. But it's not because of his personality. It's because of his driving skill. Like, you're just going to quickly say, I don't like Max. You don't yeah. have to put, like, that much effort into what you say, you know? Like, it's just going to be like, I don't like Max. You know? But I also put the disclaimer 
because I am not a Red Bull fan. Yeah. So if I were to say, if I were to go on with that praise about Max, how good he was, people would be in the comments being like, oh, typical Red Bull fans. Oh, you like them because they have an illegal car. Like they would, it would be reversed essentially. Oh yeah. Or it would be bandwagon fan, like exactly. who's winning. Or uh, we, I thought you said you were a Ferrari fan and you're switching up. Like so, I totally get it. We can't win. No one can win. No one can win. Max wins. Max wins a fuck ton. <laughs> but also the Orange Army is kind of, like, so much respect yeah. to to the passion that those fans have. They are an, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I'm putting them up there with BTS stands. Honestly? Yeah. I don't want to piss any of them off. No. No. But we don't need to be a fan of Max. We can respect him as a driver. We can not have an opinion. Or if you really do feel as though you have an opinion of who he is outside of the car, that's on you. We don't. I think he was definitely villainized on DTS. Yeah. And so a lot of people do have an opinion because of that. Yeah. No, I just, I'm so tired of seeing him win. That's it. Fair. So I'm not rooting for him. That's totally fair. It was about this time last year that, maybe not because I was going to the race in Montreal, but I think after Silly Season, I really fell off with like how much I paid attention to the races because at that point, Max was winning so much. This was, Barcelona last year was when Charles officially, officially lost, the lost the lead. And he has, and Max has had it ever since. Yep. So I think that, it's not, and people will probably not like this either, but like Max winning is not good for the sport. Like it's not, I'm, it's, it's boring. boring. It's boring. That's what my friend said today. She was like, I'm so tired of Max winning. Yeah. And yeah, he's a good driver. So he's going to keep winning, but we want some competition. Yes. And that's why this weekend actually started off so fun oh and it, actually fucking sucked for us Charles girls. Like Emma Marvel. and I were texting each other like, oh my God, what did we just watch? What the fuck just happened? So in qualifying, mm-hmm. Charles had some sort of issue with his car. He explained it in the post-quality interview that something just wasn't feeling right. And it was nothing to do with him. It was just the car itself. And unfortunately, because of that, he started from 19th. And then he actually then started from the pit 20th, lane yeah. because he, start, he got a new gearbox. So literally starting from the back and as Charles girlies, that was painful. That was super painful. Now, mind you in that same text thread with Emma, I said, this is the most entertaining qualifying session I have watched in a very long time. And I meant that. There was, I don't know if anyone else caught this, but there was a part when Lance was like in the car and he looked at the camera and I felt like he was looking into my soul. I'm going to find the clip for you Literally after. only you caught that. Uh, in qualifying, we saw Pierre impede on Carlos's lap time and Max's lap time. Yeah. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, as much as I don't want him to get a penalty, he better get a penalty. He be- I was thinking the same thing. I was like, if they're going to be consistent, he better get a sixth place penalty. And, and he did. He did. So. He, which sucked because he, he had, he was going to start fourth and yeah. then the six places dropped him right down to 10th. I know. Basic math. We all know, but oh, it was, it was sad. I think personally for me, cause I'm a Lando, I'm a Lando girly. Him starting third. Oh yeah. That was like the highlight of my weekend. I think I was over the moon. You're wearing your Lando shirt. I'm wearing my McLaren shirt. Oh my God. Shirt. You are wearing your McLaren shirt. We were just like, regardless of how the race went, I'm taking it as a win for Lando girls all mm-hmm. around the world. And I think Lando because if you didn't watch the race, I assume you watched the race, but if you didn't watch the race, Lando finished 17th. He had, going into, the, it was literally the first lap, yeah. he was hit by Lewis, yeah. but it was his fault. Yeah. That just, it ruined his race. So he finished 17th. And here's, okay, here's my theory. Okay. Ooh, okay. Theory time. After qualifying, Lando was like so convinced he was not going to keep 
the third place that he yeah. was not going to do well. He was like, I don't have high expectations. Like, I'll do what I can do. Maybe, maybe in the top 10 if we're lucky. Like, he was, yes, humble that, like, he kind of knew he shouldn't have been in the top three or, but also manifested He manifested it. it. He Absolutely. literally, like, he manifested not having a good finish. Yeah. Like, if he had just, I get it, there's a line between confident and cocky, but if he had just maybe a little bit more faith in himself, he went in knowing he wasn't going to do well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Do you know what I mean? I'm totally with you. I was a little disappointed to hear that from him because Lando is a very, very capable driver. He has multiple podiums. He has almost won races before. Like, yes, he's driving a tractor this season. He is very capable of bringing a really terrible car into the points. So I just wish he would have acted a little bit more with confidence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Mind just, you, yeah. when you have Max Verstappen saying the things he's saying after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was, we're just going to jump to the end of quality really quickly, but um, we've just mentioned, obviously, Lando went third in quality. That was awesome for him. At the end of it, there was post-quality interviews, and Max said he, that he was surprised to see Lando there with him. And then he rephrased it. He said, I should, I should rephrase I was not surprised to see Lando. I was surprised to see a McLaren there with with me. Yeah. And um, I think it was just really funny. And you know what? Max does have this sense of humor. Well, they're also... Didn't he say that they're best friends? They're really good friends. Like, Max two. and Lando are really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Our two gamer boys. Oh, yeah. Max does game. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. But not an ideal weekend for Lando. Carlos starting P2nd was pretty good. Yeah. Um, especially because it's a home race. Yeah. For him, did you see at the beginning of the race, uh, Carlos and Fernando standing side by side? Oh, no, I didn't catch that. Oh, it was a sweet moment. I liked it. It was nice. Any home race, I'm just happy for the person whose home race it is. It's just fun to watch. I was uh, surprised that Oscar Piastri did pretty well in qualifying. At one point, he was literally three hundredths off of Max's time. And no one beat that for a hot minute. I don't know. Can I say something? Do you like Oscar? I watched an interview with Oscar this week. He really made me laugh. Oh, you like Oscar. I'm coming around on Oscar. Zach Brown is still on my shit list. I am coming around on Oscar. And this we can follow this for the rest of the year. Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to jump ahead real fast. Mm-hmm. It was not a good Sunday for McLaren's Golden Boys. Yeah. Uh, plural. And I'm not talking about Oscar Piastri. I'm talking yeah. about Pato Award. So there was also an indie race today. And Pato, unfortunately... Had to retire. And that is so rare in an indie race that you have to retire. Because if they can fix the car and send you back out, they will. Because literally everyone gets points. Mm. It was not the case for Pato. And unfortunately for Lando, he did not do too hot either. But did you watch the indie race? I watched the highlights for the indie race. Wow. Yeah. you go. Yeah. I mean, I like indie. Like I said last Mm -hmm. on our bonus episode, I am all in. It's just very difficult to watch. Yeah. And if you're not watching it like live, I, I... cannot find anywhere to watch it and I don't have um regular cable so I can't like record it and watch it later so this is my issue that I'm finding with indie but if I can watch like extended highlights or whatnot like I will yeah that was a that was again we're jumping all over the place right now but I just wanted we were on the topic of McLaren so I wanted to throw that out there before I forgot yeah still love Pato though he's off the uh crush tracker unfortunately that's okay he had his time yeah and people totally agreed with you and when I posted this, the um, teaser of who do we think is on the crush tracker, there was lots of people who were on to you. That guessed Pato. No one guessed Tom Holland. No, why would they? He's not a driver. <laughs> we have a crush tracker again today, but 
We'll do that after. Yeah. I mean, or we could do it now. You know what? Go for it. Why not? We're jumping around today. Okay. So for this week's Crush Tracker, at the top we have Lando. He deserves it. There's so many good photos of him that came out this weekend. And he was like just smiley, happy, proud of himself. This is not, again, the Crush Tracker is not based off driver skill. We just got so much Lando content this yeah. weekend. He deserves it. Yeah. Second is Charles. Usually Charles is first on my list. He didn't blow me away this weekend, but I love him so much that he's up there. Lance. It's honestly, we got like an abundance of Lance content. Very weird. There's a few things that stood out. He winked in the camera at, when, during one of the interviews. Mm, okay. And then also when he walked into the paddock, he had a, like a chain on mm. and it was just, it was a good look. That's all he needed was a chain. Is <laughs> it. And then fourth, Pierre Gasly. Because I think he's boyfriend of the year. Kika posted one TikTok of her and Pierre, and it just made me so happy. Just him participating in her little shenanigans. Okay. It was cute. Fifth. This is a new one. J.M. Correa from F2. And I was waiting for this one you know to hit what? the crush tracker. Again, not based off driver skill because we saw that he did not finish in the points this weekend. But did you know he's racing in the 24 hours of Le Mans? Is he really? Yes. So right after Barcelona... Four hours later, he was in the car for a test day for 24 Hours of Le Mans. Wow. The props to you. Yeah. Just like going from F2 to another car. Yeah. Totally different car. Yeah. I was like, this man, this man is committed. Yeah. So he's on the crush tracker. I knew it was only a matter of time because Emma has been sending me JM's merch collection, pictures of it for like weeks now. And I'm like, she's going to show in JM's merch one of these days too yeah. and I'm not going to be surprised. I'm totally with you. He is also a very handsome looking dude. Yes. Okay, we can move back to uh F1, the race this weekend. Well, I don't even think we're there yet. I think we are still in Q3. We might still be in Q2. The whole weekend was such a tease with the rain. Yeah. Can I just say? Yes. Like it was like, "Holy, when's the rain going to come?" Oh my god. Oh my god. And then the same thing with the race. Like we're keeping an eye on that rain forecast and then we just never really got rain. Which, look, I'm happy. Like, yeah. rain brings chaos and often danger. So, am I glad? A little bit. Um, but it, but the, like, rain, the rain was, like, everywhere except the track. I heard about it all weekend. Just give me the fucking rain already. There was none. Like, seriously. It was just annoying at this point. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for them to have to go into the pit to switch tires. And they just didn't. Um, okay. okay, moving ahead a tad. <laughs> Can we just talk about Nico Hulkenberg? What a quality session for him. He's Listen, we've been saying this for so long. The Haas know what they're doing with, like, one lap pace. Absolutely, yeah. So was I shocked to see him that far, that ahead? Absolutely. Did I expect him to do anything during the race? No. And if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season who I thought was going to be Haas's number one driver, I for sure would have said K-Mag. Oh, 100%. Nico has never hit a podium and never he has the longest active streak of a driver who has not taken a podium yeah. in how many races he started and he used to race for Renault when Alpine was Renault and like now even with Haas like he's doing well so like I don't know just I'm I had no faith in him I still don't <laughs> really but I think he is Haas's top driver right now he might be and K what is K-Mang's doing I think they're pretty even they're hey? pretty even but I don't know maybe it's just the surprise that Nico brings yeah. and I knew K-Mang could do it but like his qualifying session was fucking awesome yeah so, so same with pastries Oscar pastries uh, and, and Oscar pastry mm -hmm. so I'm like what is going on I love this but then we get to the race and it's the same thing every mm -hmm. weekend like Quali right now is so fun to watch. I've, and Emma I've wrote been this. saying this. Yes, you wrote this on our document. You were like, God, I love Quali. Yeah. yeah. God, I love Quali. Quali is so it's fun so to watch fun. right now. 
And I'm having more fun watching indie and F2 than I am F1 mm-hmm. currently. But quality this week was just top tier. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I wrote in our little notes, did Checo just lose his contract? Well, because I texted you too and I said, I think Checo just screwed himself over from a, for a contract. I don't even remember what happened in Q2, but he was out. He spun or something, ruined his lap time. He and hit the gravel. Yeah. Yeah. And after Monaco, you'd think he'd be on his A game. I literally predicted it. <sighs> you, pre- you predicted he would win. I know. I predicted that he was going to be so pissed about what yeah. happened at Monaco last week that he was going to just, like, take this weekend by storm. Nope. <laughs> Bro. I don't know. If I'm Christian Horner, I'm looking at those contracts and, like, yes, Checo did have a really good finish. Finishing fifth. Fifth. Yeah. That's what they asked of him as well. Apparently. Yes. Apparently Red Bull asked of Checo to just finish top five. Yeah. That's crazy that they ask that mm-hmm. of... Like, they expect that of a driver starting 12th or 11th. I mean, they can do it, obviously, but... Two races in a row, he just has not been matching Max's level. And, like, granted, no one can really match Max's level, but you're in a bullet, man. Like, you were literally in the fastest car, and you were struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know he has a contract for a while still, but I'm just saying, I don't think anyone is uh, going to be too sad if it ends a little early. No, I definitely won't be, and Max won't either, probably. Mm-hmm. Now, Mercedes. Well, George started 12th. He also did not make it into Q3. Yeah, so we're going to go back to Q2 Mm -hmm. for a sec here. This is the second time in qualifying at Spain where two Mercedes have collided. In 2016. I thought they collided during the race. Nico and Nico and Lewis. Lewis. Was it not during the race? Mm. Regardless, this is the second time in Spain when two Mercedes have collided. Yeah. We'll just put it like that. And that's that. just unreal to happen once. Never mm-hmm. mind twice. Okay. But in 2016, when Lewis and Nico collided, that was like the turning point of their yeah. working relationship. Yeah. And you, after that, they just were not friends. Yeah. You could tell. And so the fact that today... We're jumping ahead. I'm so sorry. The fact that today Nico was the one... He was giving commentary after quality and he was saying something to the effect of... Because, you know, what happened with Lewis and George, a lot of the blame should be placed on George. That's mm-hmm. just... that. If you're looking at racing lines and space and whatnot, it should be on George. What even happened? Now... George... Yeah, George slowed down and ruined... Lewis's lap time. Yeah. Again, it was the same thing, what, a few weeks ago with Charles and Carlos. Carlos. Like, are they going to call a penalty for that because it's teammate on teammate? Right. They didn't. No. So George just kind of ruined Lewis's time. Lewis still made it into Q3. Right. But then you have Nico Rosberg on the grid talking about how Lewis should apologize as well. Oh my God. What did Lewis do wrong? And so then I saw someone comment like, wow, this guy, and then it was a joke. And it's like, this guy is a total um, neutral observer with no vested interest on what happens during or, or within this battle. It's like, yeah, it's a joke because Nico and Lewis hated each other when they were teammates. So obviously he's kind of vindicated seeing Lewis fight with another teammate. Yeah. And I like, I can respect the pettiness on some level, but if you're literally an F1 reporter. Yeah, I you know. Need, you can't, you can't be biased. I know. And I like Nico Rosberg too. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, ugh, bro, when it comes to Lewis, keep it as neutral as mm-hmm. you possibly can. Yeah. Anyways, I really wanted to just bring that up really quick because <laughs> I will take any excuse to bring up Nico. I think he is such a fascinating human. But honestly, we pretty much talked the, about the highlights of Q3. It was Lando yeah. <laughs> finishing third, Pierre um, dropping down to 10. We saw Stroll start ahead of Alonso. First time. First time. I loved it. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I freaking love Lance. I love that man. And I was like, wait, he has a shot 
to get a podium. This is what I was going to bring up next. Emma sent me like 12 texts while I was at work explaining to me why she thinks Lance will get a podium this weekend. I pretty much responded with, that's amazing. Tomorrow's a new day. And I didn't mean to be an <laughs> asshole, but I pretty much just knew she needed to just have an outlet to get those thoughts out, to I, write them all down. And they made sense. They were wrong. They were just totally wrong. But we love her for it. I Do you want to share what you sent me? Okay. I said, I think Lance has a shot tomorrow to podium, starting six. And I said, if Pierre gets that penalty, starting uh, fifth. And I said, realistically, how much does the McLaren, how much pace does the McLaren have? His only competition would be Lewis and Carlos. We already know that Aston Martins are just better than the Ferraris right now anyway. So my thoughts were Max is going to win. Carlos is going to be struggling to hold on to that second place. I think Pierre is going to get a penalty. So he's not in a fighting chance. I don't think Lando has the pace. I think Tops will see him finish fourth or fifth. He finished 17th. I think Lewis and Lance are generally going to be scrapping it out for the third podium, potentially second. I don't see Fernando working his way up. I think one of the Alpines is going to have a defensive strategy because they'll both be starting around the same place if Pierre has the penalty. And I think Fernando might struggle to get through. I think Charles will work his way up to the points, but not the, not be fighting for a podium. He finished 11. 11. That was close. Yeah. And I said Pastry is going to fall back. So is Nico. I think Sergio is going to royally screw up or he and George are going to battle and one of them is going to retire. Listen. This is not completely inaccurate. No, I was going through it and thinking she was right on that, right on that, right on that. Just none of that really meant that Lant, 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 Lant. Who's that? Who's, what is that a mixture of? I don't know. <laughs> none of them. It didn't necessarily mean that Lance was going to podium, but. He finished sixth. We appreciate that from you. Your thoughts are so valid. Thank you. <laughs> you are so knowledgeable and. <laughs> I'm not being stupid. I mean, you you honestly are. Um, like, your whole explanation totally made sense. But you had to make it make sense Yeah. to give Lance a fighting chance. And you know what? Six is good for him. Six is good. And then Fernando finished seventh. Yeah. And did you hear what he said over the radio? How he's not going to fight Lance at his yeah. home race? People are conflicted. One half of people are saying, Fernando's turned over a new leaf. Yeah. He's... He's not a villain anymore. Yeah. You know, he just... And at one... Like, I get it. Like, realistically, you're fighting for two diff, like two points. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But on the other side, let's not forget that Lance Stroll is Lawrence Stroll's son. Okay? So, yeah. not saying... I'm not saying that Fernando Alonso was given instructions to not fight. That's it. I'm like... But, you the know... The broadcast today talked about both of those. They also talked about the fact that potentially Fernando had it written into his contract that like a points total for a bonus, he potentially could have already hit that points total. Mm. Like a a yearly, like you have, um, if you hit this amount of points for the entire year, um, you get a bonus and they were speculating that it's possible that he already hit that points total. So the rest of it doesn't matter. Honestly, that's fair. And that makes sense to me yeah. because I don't think anyone really expected the Aston Martin car to perform the way it has, mm-hmm. um, specifically Fernando in the Aston Martin. But um, yeah, so there's a couple different theories as to why he wouldn't do that. But I also do think that he has turned over a new leaf. Like straight mm-hmm. up, he definitely yeah. has because on his last lap of the race, his entire last lap of the race, he was waving to fans. Yeah. Like you're still racing, bro. Yeah. And even the commentators are like, we've never known Fernando Alonso not to have his mind fully set on racing while in the middle of a Grand Prix. And it's not like there was a lot of distance between him and, like, the cars around him. No. Like, there was, there was a close gap between him yeah. and Lance. Like, he could have fought if he wanted to, if he was given the go-ahead. We aren't, we're not going to know. But no. I think Fernando's happier at Aston Martin. I think he's happier 
than he's been in a long time. Yeah. I don't hate him. I'm not a fan, but that's just... To clarify, as a driver. Yes, as a driver. (laughs) Oh, uh, we kind of skipped ahead to the race. I'm so sorry. Did you hear about Charles's anti-doping test? Yeah, I thought it was a joke at first. No. I know. So after Charles was out in Q1, he was called to the medical center for just like a drug test. And people were speculating it was because he was way too calm to be out in Q1 and finishing P19. When in reality, like he knew, he knew he was out. Like he knew the car was not good. He knew he did not have the pace, but it was just, the timing was just funny because like he was so calm over the radio when they said that he was Mm P19. And then it's just, it's just funny. They're like, okay, we're going to test to make sure there's nothing in your system. Yeah, it it is funny. But at the same time, it's like, I don't, I mean, Charles obviously knows when his car is performing and when it's not. Mm -hmm. So even, even though he didn't know he was P19, he knew he wasn't going through. And I think that he just, unfortunately, is used to disappointment at this, at this stage. So he doesn't get as frustrated as he used to or maybe he's just better at holding it back because he's just a broken man right now he really is i posted on our instagram but did you see that he followed aston martin on instagram so charles follows two f1 teams i don't even think he follows f1 itself Mm -hmm. he might oh no maybe he does i don't know he follows ferrari and he follows alfa romeo no other team and if it's actually, it's honestly, it's so funny because if other teams post photos of him, they cannot take him. Oh, interesting. Because he has this like takes turn off if, okay, if he doesn't yeah, follow them. Yeah. But he just recently followed Aston Martin. Don't look too much into it. Listen, we know Fernando's contract is up at 2024 before the start of the season. His past partner, Andrea, is that her name? Andrea. Yeah. She said that, this is before they split up. She said that she thinks that this will be Al- Alonso's last contract. We don't know Lance's contract so, end. So funny that you say that because the broadcast this morning as well also said this will probably be the... Or no, they said... They didn't say probably. They, it's, it was almost like they knew it as a matter of fact. They said this will be the last car that Fernando drives in F1. Which also makes sense as to why he's waving at his home Grand Prix. Look, I think the way Kimmy did it was... Like, people appreciated it so much because he didn't make the whole season about his, about, like, the end of his, of his F1 career. He just left. He just left. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Kimi Raikkonen, he used to, he was a world champion as well. He raced with Ferrari um, for a really long time. And at the end of his career, he raced with Alfa Romeo. And at the beginning of the year, they did a Grill the Grid video where they wrote something in an envelope. I don't remember what they were supposed to write in an envelope. And they were going to open those envelopes at the end of the season. Um, at the end of the season, when they went back and opened those envelopes, Kimmy had wrote at the beginning of the season that that was going to be his last F1 season. And no one knew. He knew. But he didn't announce it till basically the end of the year. Like, I think mm-hmm. that we knew he was retiring with, like, maybe one race left. Kimmy's reputation speaks for itself. So I don't think he needed to go on this whole, like retirement tour Mm -hmm. I think it was just it was really um admirable the way he retired and I almost think that that could be something that Fernando's doing this year I don't think he's done this year no because his contract is still until the end of 2024 we again we've seen contracts end early yeah and we we I just think like going out on top Mm -hmm. is so much better than like wasting away and yes Fernando has retired before so I don't think that he would like even when he does, that he'll, like, announce it because he's already retired before. So people, yeah. for the most part, will kind of just be like, okay, yeah, we've seen this song and dance before. I'm not saying that I know anything. I know f- nothing. 
Not a damn thing. No, nothing. I have a conspiracy theory, and my WAG conspiracy theories right now are hitting. My conspiracy theory is that Fernando's retiring after this year. Okay, boom. We'll come back to it. That being said, could you see Charles in an Aston Martin? I fucking hope not. Okay. (laughs) We'll move on. (laughs) The race was really interesting. It wasn't like too exciting, but I do like this track. It's Me too. it's a race. It's a, it's a circuit. It's on a street circuit. It's like a road circuit. Like it's it's for racing, and you could see it with what a hundred and seven overtakes. Yeah. I think that's what Will Buxton said. Thank God. What a change from last week. Yeah. Eh? And you know it's it was nice because we saw a constant change in the driver lineup. Yeah. Like I mean, seeing Lando go from third to seventeenth was painful. But seeing George go from 12th to finish third, or even that three-way battle with, it was Yuki, Joe, and Hulkenberg. Yes. That was so much fun to watch. entertaining. Oh my God. And I feel painful. I feel sad for Yuki because he didn't finish in the points. Yes. But he was devastated too. He did his damn best. Oh my God. The pictures made me want to cry. Yeah, he was devastated. I feel really bad for Yuki. Because he had a good race. A lot of the drivers had such good races. It was a good race. I very much enjoyed it. But it's always heartbreaking. Now this sounds so bad, but it's always heartbreaking when everyone finishes. Like there's no DNFs. So there's 10 people that was miss there out. there no on... DNFs? No, there was no DNFs. Logan Sargent and Oscar Piastri finished. I know. So there's 10 people that miss out on points. Yeah. Like it, it's, points are so much more attainable when you know that there's two or three guys that aren't finishing the race. Yeah. So yeah, obviously it's heartbreaking to see. Can we talk about Carlos saying he had good pace and then yeah. his engineer was like, you need to pick up the pace. Yes, I know. I'm like, what is going on in this radio <laughs> Oh message? my God. And okay, but again, the commentators were like, there is a disconnect between the team and the drivers in Ferrari. They are not on the same page. Yeah. We saw it again when Charles was called into box and he said, we need to go on softs. And they were like, no, 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 hards. And Charles was like, no, softs. And then they put him on hards. Yeah. The broadcast um, even said Mattia Bonotto at this point last year was doing a way better job than Fred Vister has yeah. been this year so far. And that... They said that even though they finished second in constructors last year, they had a much better season last year than it's going this year. Like, if we keep this up, they're going to finish sixth in the constructors or whatever. Alpine's going to beat them. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. I'm. They need to get some, their shit together. Mm-hmm. Fred better be working day and night, and Silly Season better be no days off for those engineers. I feel bad saying that. Everyone deserves time off. But seriously, let's well, get it it's together. Just, honestly, we need to remember that while Ferrari, like, yes, they're such a big name in motorsport and F1, they haven't won a Constructors' Championship since 2008, and their last driver championship was won in 2007. Was that Kimmy? Yes. They haven't got their shit together in 15 years. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like when you think of Formula One, you do think of Ferrari, the little red cars. Mm-hmm. Charles said that in DTS in like season one. He's like, you think of Formula One and the pinnacle of it is a red car. Mm-hmm. And it's also like being one of the oldest teams, it has a, probably one of the biggest fan bases because like even mm-hmm. me, like when I started to get into Formula One talking to my Italian family, it's like, oh yeah, we've been watching Ferrari since like, I don't know, whatever however long Mm -hmm. they had been. So, like, you just gain fans through generations. And they're still gaining fans, but they just, they're not doing anything. I know, but we're still delusional, and every week we will continue to root for our boys. Well, You know what? There's, okay, because we also saw a Williams domination and a McLaren domination. We saw a Mercedes domination, and I think we're in the middle of a Red Bull one. Yeah, we are. So, you know what? All good things come to an end. Mm -hmm. It can't last. 
But also, Knock on wood. I think we haven't even seen the full effect of the Mercedes domination yet. Like, okay, yeah, because they finished second and third today. We saw a yeah. Mercedes double podium. Does that mean they are like? On I top think they're of it? back. Are they back? I think they. I might don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but but a double podium for a team that isn't Red Bull these days is absolutely unheard of. And it's not an Aston Martin double podium either, yeah. because we've seen Fernando yeah. just completely wipe the floor with everyone else. Yeah. And it was a Mercedes double podium. And I'm actually so proud yeah. of both of those drivers. Yeah. Look, we I did say last week, George is getting on my nerves. George is still on my nerves. <laughs> like, for real. Mm-hmm. But I can respect an awesome drive. And today was an awesome drive. And I was a little skeptical about the teammate and the partnership that is Lewis and George, just because um, Valtteri and Lewis were such good friends. And Lewis didn't really want Mercedes to move on from Valtteri. And, you know, with what had happened with George and Valtteri at at the end of that season before he switched over, like, I don't think Lewis was fully on board. I think he's there now. Yeah, you make a good point. But there was a moment during the race when George was behind Lewis, and he said, the tires are good, we need to stop worrying about what's behind us and look forward. And I I interpreted that as a dig at Lewis, who was ahead of him. No, I did too. I don't know if that was the point. I did too. But I was like, are you subtly saying you want to focus on fighting Lewis? I, when I don't I, know. When I say what I said, I'm talking about it from Lewis's perspective. I think Lewis is now okay with mm-hmm. George as his teammate. I think Lewis knows I am a world championship seven times over. Mm-hmm. I am not fighting my teammate. George is no threat to me, essentially. But didn't George finish yes, ahead of Lewis yes, last year? he did. And so I think... I don't mean no threat. I mean just yeah. like, I'm not going to fight George. No, Lewis But is- I think George is 1,000% on board to fight Lewis. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of a disconnect there. But at the same time, if this team is double podiuming... I am happy, and yeah. I think they are happy for whatever comes towards them. Yeah. Also, I saw this on Twitter. The end of the Cold War. Max and Lewis smiling on the podium together. That was nice. It was My good. heart. Yeah. Like, oh my god. As someone who paid so much attention to the 2021 season and watched Silverstone and watched Abu Dhabi and watched that entire season just, like, back and forth and back and forth and Kelly getting involved. And, and the rivalry. Joss getting involved. Ugh. And, like, oh my god, it was stressful. To see the two of them on the podium... Smiling and drinking their champagne and spraying it on each other. Man, did that make me happy. It was good. It was a good moment. I think it was well-deserved for both of them. Yeah. George did have... He did have a good race. Going from 12th to 3rd. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. He's not someone... Again, not someone I'm really rooting for. But if it's a double podium and it's not Red Bull, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. And I have so, so much respect for Mercedes, for Lewis, for Toto Wolff. Did I... I didn't want Lewis to win the 2021 season only because I I'm not here for like dominant years. Like we're seeing right now with Red Bull. Like I just wanted the Mercedes Lewis era to end just like I want the max era almost to end. It's not eventually. And it had nothing to do with Lewis as a driver. It was just to do with like making the sport more interesting. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It's not even that you want like an era to end. It's like, you don't even want there to be an era. We just want a constant battle. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Which is why we are now, kind of becoming indie fans yeah. because oh my god you yeah. just never know who's gonna win you never mm-hmm. know who's gonna be on top of the driver standings or their team standings or like it's just really interesting and Pat, to see that I, change i just want to say pato award was second in the driver standings 
prior to the Indy 500. After two races of not finishing the points, he's now dropped down to fifth. Yeah, and that's crazy. That would never happen in F1 just because that points gap is so big. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just saying... I'm here for a little bit of Mercedes fighting this year. That doesn't make me a bad Ferrari fan. It just makes me an interested F1 fan. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I respect that. I'm happy that the Red Bull has some competition. Yes, I would love it if it were Ferrari, but we just got to accept that it's not Ferrari. And I also put (laughs) underneath it, do you see? Just so everyone knows, Emma is now an Aston Martin fan. I'm now an Aston Martin fan. That does not mean I'm going to get a proper hat. I was going to say, does this mean you need an Aston Martin hat? No, I'm going to get my, I'm going to keep my stun Martin. I'm going to take like white out and draw an A on that hat. (laughs) One of the last things I want to mention about the race, Max getting a a warning for track limits. (laughs) Max got a warning for track limits. By your third warning, you get the black and white flag. Yeah, Yeah. And then by the fourth time, you get a penalty. Five yeah. second penalty would not have mattered anyway. Because no. he was like 18 seconds yeah. ahead. Yeah. But he got the warning and his engineer was like, do not go for fastest lap. You already have track limit warnings. What did he do? Go for fastest lap. I, you know what? I respect it. I know. He knew what he was doing, I guess. But he, Max, it was so funny. It's so funny. I was, you know, and... Mm, wow, the broadcast did also say you are saying that. A I lot know today. I am because they were so interesting today. Yeah. Like it was like really a day where I was focused on what they had to say. They did say they're like, I wonder if the FIA is just looking for like a way to make this race more interesting, yeah. and I kind of see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but five seconds wouldn't have done anything. I know it wouldn't have, but like Max, maybe they just needed Max to chill, mm-hmm. like it not put not make such a a gap between him and Lewis. But that can't be the last thing that we say about this race because Russell comma George. Made me pee my pants laughing today. I don't think I've heard a funnier radio message in a very long time. So George, driving along, says, I think there's rain at turn one. Mercedes, or his his engineer, says, okay, we'll investigate. Everyone investigates. Everyone. Christian Horner's sticking his hand outside, like, the the box to see if it's raining. Because, like, if there's rain, every team is looking at their tire strategy, looking at what to do. Like, it just changes the race. Mm -hmm. So everyone's got, like, their hands out trying to see if it's raining. Not even a full lap later, George gets back on his radio and he says, sorry, guys, I think I was wrong about the rain. It's just the sweat from my visor. I can't win that, man. (laughs) You know what? At least he admitted he was wrong and apologized. Everyone was believing it. No one... (laughs) You have have professional, like, radar systems... People that their job is to watch the weather. And George Russell, <laughs> who is tr- going like over 200 kilometers an hour, is like, it's raining. And everyone is like, it's raining. It's not raining. He's sweating. Well, athletes sweat. <laughs> you know, sometimes teams will say things to fake out of their teams. Bait them into a tire no, st- a, a pit stop. This was just not that situation. George legitimately thought it was raining. What a so guy. now every time I cry... Or something. I'm just going to say, it's not. It's the sweat from my visor. Mm-hmm. It's the sweat from my visor. <laughs> you wear a lot of hats. You can make uh, it work. Yeah, I can. Oh. Um, speaking of a lot of hats, um, we got a request oh, yeah. for me to do um, like a hat tour. Yeah. Of, like, do you have time to do that before you go to Italy? Yes. This, this is something I'm, I'm going to try to put out. I'm gonna, Actually, I'm not going to put it out before we go, just so you have stuff to to post while I'm away but um it is something I'm gonna do is picking a hat for a podcast and how I style it because this seems to be my brand unintentionally it It just started with not liking my side profile (laughs) and now it's my brand 
So the hats, it's always a new hat. I yeah. always wonder what kind of hat you're going to show yep. up with. I got a new one yesterday yes. too. So, um, yeah. Oh, honestly, I guess by the time this episode comes out, you will be in Italy. Well, my new hat is Canada. It says Canada on it. So I'll be wearing it for the Montreal recap. Speaking of Canada, Indy, it was in Detroit, yes. which is like, you can see Canada yes, from yeah. Detroit. So they played the Canadian National Anthem and the American National Anthem. No way. Anthem. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I thought that was cool. I that love that. That is super cool. Just a few indie facts here and there. Um, I think episode. you have another one because this one's insane. Oh, yeah. So Detroit is where the, the indie race was this weekend. It was a street circuit. They had to weld down 252 manhole covers. That's Isn't, crazy. I never thought about that. Me neither. That's insane. I don't know. It was a cool, it was a cool thing. Um, also something that happened from Indy this weekend, we kind of got confirmation. Oh, this is crazy. Of a new wag. And, you know, we're not as up to date with like IndyCar wags. Um, but the difference between IndyCar and F1 is when they're playing the national anthem, the wives, girlfriends stand with the drivers before they get in the car. You don't see that in F1, but you yeah. see it in Indy. Yeah. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was during that broadcast, or maybe it was from broadcast from yesterday. Marcus Armstrong, the former F2 driver, was there with Lissy McIntosh, the F1 reporter. And we knew that they were friends. We knew they were seeing each other. They, Let's be real. They, they did, like, soft launch. They, they did a little bit of a soft launch, um, you know, posting photos at different times, but, like, of the same things. They share sunglasses. I don't think they even wanted to hard launch this no. relationship, but okay, now but they're going to have to. She didn't try to hide that she was in Detroit. She also yeah. didn't, like, post anything as well, so she didn't make it obvious she yeah. was in Detroit. Um, because she wasn't there for work. She was literally just there to support Marcus, and I appreciate it. I, like, I respect it. Yes. So okay. I am now worried for her. And I'm worried for her in the most misogynistic way, not myself, but because I just know where this is going. I'm not saying that it's wrong for her to date a driver. Absolutely not. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I just know that there are going to be some absolute asshole fans who are going to look at this and look at women in motorsport and think this right here, this is the reason why women become interested in motorsport and why they follow these drivers. Because she's an F1 reporter. Because she's an F1 reporter. Mm -hmm. And I just know that's coming. Mm -hmm. And for her sake and for all the women in motorsport, I just want to get ahead of that narrative and just say, if you have any comments to say about that, save it. Mm -hmm. Save it right fucking now. Because we, as people, become interested in people who are like-minded for the most part. And yes, there's that whole opposites attract thing. But Lissy, there's no way she went into this job thinking, I'm going into F1 reporting to meet a man. No way. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. She... Nor do any of, of these F1 content creators that are women. No. If it happens, it happens. It's the same thing with Fernando and Andrea Schlager from Sky Sports. If it happens and, and you guys are spending a lot of time together and you create this connection... Obviously, they're both beautiful people and you have this like big thing in your lives that's in common and you have similar interests and your schedules align for the most part, especially when he was enough too. that would have mm-hmm. been that would have worked out even even more nice. It's just bound to happen in some cases. So I just want to get ahead of the narrative of people thinking that this is why Lizzie went into F1, why she was interested in motorsports to begin with, because I don't know her, but I'm willing to bet my life savings that that is just not the case. Well said. Thank you. I think you're right. That's like, my rant like for the week. I don't even think it was a rant. Well, you're I just, just you're just sticking up for another woman in motorsport. It is a bit of a rant just because I know that 
on a, such a lesser scale, we get comments too of people just saying, oh, you're just into F1 because you think the drivers are hot. That is not why I take time out of my day, out of my week to watch races, to record notes, to speak on a podcast, to put out a podcast and to put myself out there as technically a media member now, which is gives me total imposter syndrome, but that's a, <laughs> all, that's aside for one sec. I don't do that because I think a man is hot. Are you kidding me? I do that for the love of the sport. Mm -hmm. Does it help? Absolutely. Let's just kill this narrative before it gets out there. I'm not, I don't think our fans think that because our fans are usually way more realistic about motorsports and we've talked so much and they're more like open to the idea of women in motorsport just for the sake of loving motorsport. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think that's it for Spain, the Spain recap. Hannah is going to Italy by the time this airs, as mentioned, which is exciting. So if you don't already follow us on Instagram, highly recommend doing it because she doesn't have a choice. She has to post her life in Italy. And that's not all. We have an exciting announcement that we've kind of teased a little bit. If you follow me on my personal Instagram, you might have seen it because I did also tease it. But I'm going to Texas this week. And Hannah, what's in Texas? Is there a little thing in Texas called Circuit of the Americas? Oh my god, I think there is. No way. Circuit of the Americas. Austin, Texas. Now, there's no race, obviously, in Coda this week, but there is some fun going on, and I am going by myself because Hannah will be in Italy, and that's all I'm going to say about it. So definitely follow us on social media if you want to see what is going on in Austin, Texas. Yeah. It is, our Instagram is tracktalk.pod and TikTok tracktalkpod. And we're just going to come out with the best content this week. I'm excited. I've never actually been to Austin before. I've never been to Texas in general. I'm really sad to be missing it. I know that it'll be such an experience for you. I can't wait to hear all about it. I will be listening to the podcast you release while I'm away to hear your recap. But pretty much, I just want to extend the thank you pretty for this experience on behalf of Emma, who's the one attending <laughs> it, because of our fans and because of our TikTok followers, yes. because truly, 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 this would not be happening if you guys didn't follow us, like our videos, comment. Any engagement is so helpful for us to mm-hmm. do things like this. It's insane how we're able to go. Yeah. How we got the invite. Yeah. Let's just throw it back to Hannah's influencer rant from Miami that blew up on TikTok, that a lot of people had a lot of opinions about, some agreed with, some didn't. But the whole idea behind it was we were upset that people involved in motorsport didn't get the same opportunities. Someone from CODA reached out and said, hey, that's not the case down here in Texas. We would love to invite you down here. Mm -hmm. And we're not fully going to like say exactly what Emma's going to be doing while she's there, mostly because we don't know. Oh, I know. Oh, I haven't told you. No. I'll tell you after. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Um, But it'll be exciting. Follow us on tracktalk.pod on Instagram, tracktalkpod on TikTok. Share us with your friends because honestly, like I said, engagement, followers, all that only Mm -hmm. help us do more trips like this and maybe one that we can take together in the future. Also, please review us on Spotify. Give us five stars. Thank you and Apple and wherever else you listen because we're almost at 100 ratings, which is cool. You don't look at the, those I don't, things. I know, I don't look at it. We're almost at 100 ratings, which is absolutely insane. But we know we have more than 100 listeners. So if you do like our podcast, please give us a few stars. We would love you forever. If you do like our podcast, tell us in your review 
what Taylor Swift era each driver is from. Because we asked each other this question on the podcast and we could not figure it out. So why don't you figure it out for us? Tell us. We get a review that way and we get some feedback. Mm -hmm. So which driver or which Taylor Swift era each driver is in? That's it. That's all. We'll end it there. Thank you so much for listening. And that's it. Adioso. Is that Italian? No, Spanish. Spanish (laughs) (laughs) Grand (laughs) Prix.